Welcome to Fire and Water, cultivating wise leaders one show at a time. I'm Quanita Robertson and I'm here with Tennyson Wolf and we have a special guest with us, Krister Linder. And Krister Linder is here to be in conversation with us about surrender. I was first um, drawn to him with this video and the song that he did called The Great Surrender. Krister, can you share just a little bit about yourself? Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, okay, so a little bit about myself. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I've been a, a singer-songwriter and a music composer-producer since, uh, since, since very young. I'm, I'm 50 years now, so that music is all I've done in my life. And uh, my, I work with uh, scoring for uh, composing for film and documentaries and occasionally advertising. So, but uh, in between uh, gigs, I, I produce my own uh, honest and, and sincere stuff, which is not for everybody, but which is, you know, the whatever puts food on the plate is what makes me able to do my own thing. And, uh, and uh, so my own music is closest to my heart, but, but still uh, not, not necessarily for sale, but for, for health and uh, mm. more like prayer, you know, what we do for, uh, to pray. So, um, uh, and yeah, that's, that's about it. I'm a musician. Yes. And I've been, uh, I've been also parallel to being a musician, been a spiritual seeker my whole life. Yeah. And uh, uh, that search has, has uh, it seems like it's come to an end now because I, I feel as if I've arrived at what I've been searching for, mm. although the journey never stops. It's not <laughs> like I'm, it's not like I'm, I'm frozen in ice or something where I can, uh, uh, but um, yeah, so I've, I've, I've been a seeker parallel to having been a stage personality. Uh, and then uh, when I was young, uh, a sort of artist, artist something. And I think my spiritual search is what has kept me sane uh, next to the, this very particular artist ego that anyone who's who's a stage personality knows what i'm talking about this this part of us that that wants to go somewhere and become something and get something out of of it uh, but next parallel to that my my spiritual seeker has been stronger and more important to me so that aspect of me has always sort of called my bullshit <laughs> and and seen through the shenanigans of the of the of the the superstar wannabe <laughs> i love that i love like some of the conversations that we've had um mm -hmm. around all kinds of stuff but especially surrender and, you know, you and I have had several conversations and have been developing a brother sisterhood between mm. us. And um, I love that this is the first time actually that we're, you and Tennyson are able to be in conversation. And so I'm just curious, I want to um, 
talk a little bit about surrender. And first of all, I, even what does surrender bring, what that word bring up for each of us? If we can just speak a little bit on that. Hmm. Tennyson, you want to Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, I feel excited because there is something <clears throat> uh, immediately uh, easy I'm finding in the morning of meeting you, Krista, and being able to be in our, our little journey here together. Um, and in some of the words that you've already shared, uh, because this is, a, this is an effort, Quinita, you and I will often use the language of, of creating wise and soulful leadership. And this podcast is one expression, one offering of trying to be good noticers or good sharers of some of the wisdom that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that uh, we and others are trying to live. So Krista, in your words, immediately, as you talk about your music, you know, it's honest and sincere. There is a a phrase that I've been using for a long time in sort of maybe less clarity or other words, but in the last just month has be become really important to me. It's related to the honesty and the sincerity. It, it's, it's like, is it belly true? Is it a good belly share? Like, does it resonate? Does it sit well in one's belly? And how any, uh, I mean, in so much of the work that I get to be a part of, Quinita, you and I get to be a part of and create together, I, I think we're inviting this, lots of things, but we're inviting this quality of belly sharing with one another. Like, what if, what if, what if all we were doing was trying to create some opportunities for more honesty and more sincerity and more belly truth with one another. And all of that is in a way, this is a surrender. We surrender ourselves to each other. You know, we, we, we show our bellies to each other and <clears throat> be willing to lean into the not knowns and the, the not figured out parts and the interesting alluring, you know, magic that perhaps we're drawn to, but feel like it doesn't have a place in our jobs or our occupations or our lives. Like even just reclaiming any of that, there's a, there's a quality of surrender to what might arise if we were to make that a central part of who we are together with one another. That feels so exciting to me. <clears throat> I think a different naming of that, which really sits well in my belly <laughs> is uh that a surrender that I relate to is a surrender to flow with life itself. Can we be, can we give ourselves to the rhythms of life? Like I think there is some rhythm of life or some consciousness in life that can guide us. And it, it does, you, you spoke spiritual language here, Krister, that I so relate to. I too am a spiritual seeker. I relate to a world of some things that are either unseen or less seen. <clears throat> and uh, I think that's part of the surrender for me is giving ourselves into a kindness, a consciousness and a flow with life itself. 
And boy, that feels rich to me. It just feels like a rich way to live. Ugh, so big topic we're in here, but I'll, I'll offer that into our center. Wow, the biggest topic. <laughs> I, I think the piece, a piece that I'll add in another layer <laughs> is around surrender for me is there's a difference in just surrender and sacred surrender. I think about how often in my life, like I've surrendered or given up stuff, but I've been a little resentful about it, right? Like, or that I haven't done it. I've kind of played the martyr with the surrender, right? Like I'm, I'm offering this up, but sacred surrender. Like there's a faith that I think is attached to sacred surrender because sacred surrender, it's offering something up, it's ritual to me. Offering something with a promise of it being replaced with something equal or greater. Because the universe is always considered, is can continually bringing about balance. And when we offer something up, you know, I love ritual because I always say that you don't even have to believe it for it to work. <laughs> you know, doing it is your faith gesture. And so when we offer something up to spirit, I think that it's always returned with equal or greater. At least that's been my experience. And so that, how can I lean into sacred surrender? How can I lean into trusting um, something bigger than my own understanding and knowing? And the other thing I, I will say with that is I've always been surprised because so often, when I feel like I'm being called to surrender something, my immediate re, um, reaction or response is always, I go to loss. What am I gonna have to give up, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I actually think that's purposeful because I think that it, the loss actually brings about a grief that then makes room for something new to come in. But when I've actually surrendered, I actually feel more empowered than less and every time not just some of the times but that oh beautiful thank you both for sharing and i resonate and recognize myself in in, in what both of you say my own journey with surrender has been a rocky ride and and gone from gross to subtler and subtler and subtler and uh, the, the song you mentioned, Juanita, The Great Surrender, which, which it's, for those who haven't heard it, it's a song, it's, a, it's an electronic singer-songwriter ballad uh, sung by Lucifer in the first person. And he basically uh, addresses his maker for the first time after, after aeons of beef. And he addresses his maker and, and he's like, okay, I know you hear me because you dwell in me and I come from you. So, so listen up. And he basically admits that he's tired of pretending that he can, that he can ever be an adversary or an equal or, or a, you know, an equal adversary to the very unconditional love that allows him to rebel and raise hell. So, so, so he knows he's lost already by, by, by his maker, you know, allowing him to be the devil. It's like, go ahead until you're tired of it. 
go ahead, I'll be here. So he, that song was was actually the, the, the insight behind that song came at a time in my life when I realized that with the one hand, I was, I was working hard to get access to God. Mm-hmm. I was doing all kinds of, you know, ceremonial work, ritual work, and I read up on stuff and I was trying to somehow, you know, work my way into heaven and get worthy, not necessarily to 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 storm the house of God or or cheat my way in, but to get worthy, to figure out the keys and trick somehow, you know, do what I thought I needed to do to get admission to the Holy of Holies. And then I realized then that with the other hand, I was I was not following guidance i was postponing and procrastinating and doing my own thing and and so what i built with the one hand i i tore down with the other i was being an obnoxious little kid you know pretending on the one hand that i really really wanted source wanted god wanted admission and with the other hand i was like nah tomorrow nah tomorrow so the lucifer in that song is me it's 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 i saw it in myself that if there is one rebel to source in my life he's right here inside there is no there is no devil outside of me as great as the obnoxious resistant little kid within (laughs) (laughs) i love that i so (laughs) So often I always tell people, I think I can take on God. So <laughs> I, like, you know, I'm like fighting and I'm all upset. And, and I think that, you know, I always say, God's just like, oh, she's cute. And just go, <laughs> and eventually I'll wear myself out and I'll eventually be obedient because, you know, the end of the day, I usually am. And, <laughs> and um, but it's this piece about like, I know that I'm the one that blocks my way to all things that I say I want. If I'm co-creator with spirit for everything that shows up in my life, then then it's never about someone else. You know? And I also think that we we get it mixed up. Like we want to do God's job. <laughs> we want mm. God to do ours. You know, I so often want has have wanted in my life for God to tell me what it is that I want or need, or, you know, you let me know what is it that I'm supposed to, mm. to do. And then I'll figure out how to make it happen. <laughs> and it actually is the other way around, I think. I think that our job, because we have free will, is to get really clear on the what. And when we get clear on the what, the how, the when, and the who, and the where, will be taken care of by spirit. Beautiful. I see I see that now. I see exactly that now. That once once I'm clear with what uh and then I ca- I can get a bit anxious as to okay, I better get my my ducks in a row. I I better act on this. I better not let God down. <laughs> and then and then I may stoop to the level of pulling a tarot card or something. 
Although I know I shouldn't because I should just listen within. But still, I love the, the play. So I may pull a card and the card tells me, you do nothing. You, you chillax and trust and, and there's nothing you need to push or pull. Just watch. And eventually, a couple of weeks later, things feel, fall into place. Uh, <clears throat> I'll jump in with a little bit too. This is so, so yummy. Let's use that word again here. Yes. There's, so, there's such yumminess in what we're sharing here because it has such a big, for me, a big reference um, point. And yet it also just pulls down to right here, right, right within me, right within you, right within each of us. Um, I think as we, ah, if, if I say that we are living in a time of great turning, great change, and I don't even know what that means, but I'm still using the reference, right? There is a way in which I think we human beings are, are adapting to our times. We're, we're trying to, as we always have been, right? This is, there's nothing new here, but the expression about how we adapt does change. That's, that's part of, you know, part of life unfolding or part of, part of life evolving. I think one of the most wise, simple reference points that I find myself claiming, trying to claim here with me, with myself, and then encourage with others is this, this very referencing to things external. Like I, I think we, as a comfort, we externalize things. Well, that's Lucifer, you know, or, or I'm sure glad I'm not like that guy. You know, oh. that guy's really in trouble. Well, all of anything, I think, anything that we observe in the external, or judge, or blame, or shame, or, or for that matter, celebrate and honor, that's also within us. And I think part of the part of the grand wisening that I feel some commitment to is restoring that awareness with one another. Whenever I'm mad at someone out there, it's okay to be mad, but just note that it's probably got something to do with what's going on in me. Or whenever, I think it's even clearer when you make a judgment, you know, that guy is such an asshole over there. Well, truth is, he's an asshole, but he's probably a few other things too. And truth is, bring it back home, bring it back to me. I'm an asshole too. But fortunately, that's not all that I am. So there's something about like with the intent to further live into the energy or surrender into the energy of wholeness, rather than denying these aspects of ourselves, just claiming them feels like it actually frees up space to get on with trying to evolve and do good. Mm. Love it. Love it. Uh, you, what you say resonates. Mm. And, and I, I, reflecting on it, I see that uh, I, I perceive currently as not only are the things around me 
and how I how I perceive them or or feel for them or, mm. or react to them. Not not only are is that about myself, but the things around me is myself. Yeah, it's like I. Uh, this is this is a little bit controversial not everyone will want to hear that because you know that then we get into conversations about well is is my aggressor me and etc and i don't i don't want to go there so but in my on my personal journey um i'm at a stage now where i am only to monitor my consciousness I am only to monitor my consciousness and not as a strain or as a work, but, but, but in a relaxed but keen fo- attention. And seeing, see, doing that, I see that all my reactions are, or judgments or interpretations are, are, if I stay still, if I say stay still and just perceive, all of them are revealed as being uh, either emotional weathers or mind chatter or the combination of the two. So mind and emotions, you know, the whisperer in the head and the weather in the feelings, they're sort of working together to 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 chat up my ego and and they're in cahoots with my personality and 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 this there's they're sort of having a little conspiration and drumming up drama and the witness in me can remain still and see all of it play out and know that the true i i i'm unaffected i can remain still and 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 when 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 being when be if i manage to 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 stay still most of these dramas just pass by they come and they go and normally i'd go for them i'd get involved with them but if i manage to stay still they they go and they're just another thing passing i don't i i'm, I'm at a stage now where i don't know what i am I know I am in touch with what I am, but I could I couldn't possibly define it. It's not a person. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a. It's the the body is what makes me human. Mm. The personality is my baggage and my programming and my experience. The bundle of experiences that 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 has built some sort of of person in me, but this thing witnessing and perceiving its existence, the thing that can see thoughts and feelings pass by, come and go, which, which has always been there, this witness, I have no idea what it is, but I believe it must come from source. It must be a product of source. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, the drop from the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I often will say I'm a so what kind of girl. So a what? <laughs> a so what kind of girl. <laughs> so what? Beautiful. So what I what I actually want to hear us both speak on. Yeah. Because I think you know, in talking about surrender, 
mm-hmm. that I want us to speak on something that you felt you were called to surrender mm-hmm. and, and what I, either what was the resistance in it for you or what helped you to actually surrender it? Whew. Beautiful. Uh, me or Tennyson? I, I would like us each to take a round and mm-hmm. just a bit on it. Who's ready? <laughs> if you're ready. Okay. Okay. I can take it. Uh, again, it's been an ongoing process and, and moment to moment, I am asked to surrender. And like I said earlier, it's gone from gross to subtler and subtler and subtler. But a biggie earlier in my, on my journey was, uh, do you remember this film, The Sixth Sense? There, okay, so the key, the, key, the key scene in that movie that has been in the trailer and everything is like when this kid says, I see dead people. <laughs> okay, so they were screening The Sixth Sense here in Sweden many years ago on TV. They were showing it on TV and, and uh, me and my partner at the time was checking it out. And as we watched the movie, when that scene came, I see dead people. Our the, our window just blew up, opened up, and and the curtains flew out. And 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 my girlfriend went up and closed the windows, and 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 chills all over our body. And it was clearly a presence, and something something was making uh, making making its announcing its presence. We sensed it. So I tried to look into what, what, is, what, is, what is this about? And, and I, was, I, was, I, was think, I was checking myself for answers. And I thought, what a, I see dead people, what is... And, and then I, I, I came to a point where I, 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 was, I had to ask if there were ghosts in there. Do ghosts do ghosts want to talk to me? Do ghosts want to communicate with us? And I didn't sense anything. And then I I came to the point where I was ready to ask, could I be a ghost? And every hair on my body stood up. Because I was thinking about the movie. What is the key of that of that scene when this thing happened? Well, I see dead people, and it turns out that Bruce Willis. Spoiler alert! But the Bruce Willis part of that movie, he's he's a ghost himself. So knowing that, I came to a point where I was thinking, could I be a ghost? Every hair on my body stood up, and I thought, no. And I called a friend and I checked with him and I was like, I exist, don't I? And he was like, you surely exist, Christian. You're, you're there. I, I'm here. I'm not so full of myself that I, that I could actually be a ghost without knowing. And all my relationships are just imaginings. No, no, no. We're here and you exist. Okay. So I thought, how, and how can I be a ghost? And the answer came instantly within what is a ghost? Define a ghost. And I answered, okay, a ghost would be someone or something that is stuck in 
in, in something that passed, something passed. A soul that for some reason is stuck in, in something that is no more. That's a ghost to me. Okay, and then the question from inside came again. The question came. I was like, okay, if I, if I am a ghost, mm. what am I haunting? <laughs> <laughs> and the question, so the, quest, the question, the response in, from inside was, what do you live for? Yeah. And I was, okay. And I was thinking, what, what do I live for? If, if I'm a ghost, what am I haunting? Well, what do you live for? I live to, and I had to be really honest with myself. And I, and I realized I live to be worthy of God. Everything I do, all the self-improvements, all the refinements, all the songs, the beauty I reach for or seek, or the bettering of my personality, or the, 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 the acquiring of virtues, all of it is just to be worthy of God. And I, and I, 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 I phrased that, I admitted that, I live, everything I do is to be worthy of God. And then followed a silence. No more questions came from within. And I, I dared to think, what if this is, what if this is my ghost's haunting? What if this work and this idea of, of striving to be worthy of God what if that whole idea is, is something I dream up and something I do to myself? Mm. And every hair on my body stood up. And at that time, this, to lead back to your question, Juanita, this was a, a difficult and huge thing for me to dare to believe, to dare to even... Uh, hedonistically uh, what is it called when you when you when you what is it called when you uh, when you speak against god when you when you when you think for blasphemy it felt like blasphemy do i dare how dare i to think that that i am worthy of god already <laughs> how dare i uh. oh, it was scary but that was a huge 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 thing for me to breathe into and to just i didn't i didn't dare to embrace it at first but i allowed myself to to just imagine if and now many years later it's not only obvious to me that we are worthy of God, but that source extends itself here in human form as us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ring a bell. Oh, <laughs> ring a bell. Beautiful. <laughs> mm. Mm. I love that. 
No, you you follow that. That's where, where are you going with that? You're you're in the space um, of our our podcast here, the yeah. twenty four hour podcast. <laughs> yes, what you're going to pull down and uh, what I'll pull down too. So I think first of all, I'll I'll <laughs> just say that that piece about you know, uh, I know that piece in me about the worthiness and really mm. coming to realize that that's the wrong question altogether. Mm. Like you're worthy just because you are and you're here, right? Like, like we don't have to do anything. That's a human thing that's made up this story around. <laughs> we have to do something to be worthy, but that's not a divine thing. Love just is. And to me, the source and divine is love. And um, so my story about surrender was... Um, Oh, actually, I thought I was going to tell one story and now it's another, but <laughs> um, it was, it was my divorce was, I remember um, when I, I had an experience that was a spiritual awakening kind of experience. And I just knew I was different. I didn't know what that all meant. Um, but I remember coming to terms with even the question of if we would get divorced or not. So before I was really in the, okay, yes. Um, I was so angry with God. I was so angry because I felt like in some ways I felt like I had lost my family before in another form as a younger person. And I felt like here, here it is happening again. Right. So like, I'm going to have to, to give up. And I remember saying to a friend, you know, I agreed to do this spiritual walk, <laughs> but it includes my family, you know, because I think I can make one-way bargains with God. <laughs> but, but again, God's like, she's cute. <laughs> and so I was so angry. And part of it was that I think I was under the misunderstanding that, um, that we're not supposed to change or that we get to be in charge of how we change. Um, and I was growing and I could hear spirit calling me to a place that I knew my then husband couldn't go with me. And I, uh, I didn't want to, you know, leave my marriage because I have children and because I had known my husband since I was 16. And um, we had been married for 17 years. And I had, at that point, I had known him for 27. And, um, but I knew I had to go. It's like, I couldn't stand, I couldn't stay in both worlds. And, um, and I felt really guilty. But one of the things that in that time that came clear to me was, you know, I felt guilty because I felt like I was leaving him behind. But what became clear is that I can't leave anybody behind because it's not my choice whether they come or not. <laughs> that he gets to choose that. And part of loving someone is letting them make 
the choices that they choose to make. And so surrendering that, and, and it's so interesting, you know, I talked about earlier that in the times that I've surrendered, actually I felt more empowered or more in control. And I remember the day that my then husband and I told the children that we were gonna get divorced. And what I was struck by was not one part of me felt like it was the wrong choice. I thought that it would be like 10 or 15% to be like, you know, <laughs> no, are you sure? But no, I was, I was shocked. I was surprised that like, it was so clear and clean. And I felt more capable that day actually in that conversation of being his wife than ever before. I said in more truth, more honesty, more integrity for both of us. And I never thought it would look like that either. You know, so surrender for me, there's a piece of surrendering to what is and um, in a way that we can discover something new. Wow. That's my layer. Beautiful, thank you so much. Ooh, yeah, ring another bell. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I'll uh, I'll play in a little bit. I'm rubbing my chest here just to <laughs> let that come in a little bit. Okay, I'll join. Watch what it does. Yeah, I got some good chest rubbing. Yes. Um. So I I feel like I'm trying to pull down a story uh, of another flavor, but it weaves into uh, the undoings of our lives. Sometimes the undoing is a circumstance or a movement forward in a circumstance like you've described, Quinita. Sometimes the undoing is the, like, this is what I thought was true all of my life. And the aha, the simple essence comes forward and it changes everything that I heard in your words, Christer. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to share a, a different flavor of story in response to what you asked, Quinita, around surrender, experience of surrender. <clears throat> and I'll, I'll just say that I, uh, where I sit at my kitchen counter in the morning time of day that it is, I can see out my window uh, into the, there's a car park with a roof over top and there's frost on the shingles of the car park. And there's some, something about just giving attention even to the simplicity of frost on a shingle that somehow pulls my being down into uh, just living in this moment. There's something, there's something powerful and real about frost on a shingle and the way the sun is starting to melt it as it rises from the east. Uh, the story, ooh, in brief form, uh, because I, I like to pull on what feels like it's the most recent thing here, because <laughs> that's what shows up, right? Uh, yesterday, a working day for me, full, full on working day, including uh, calls, uh, uh, so a, a very involved three-hour Zoom call uh, design meeting with some other colleagues uh, that I somehow had missed in my calendar and had to squeeze it in and shuffle a bunch of other things around, which meant that the day was a good solid, like pretty straight through 10 hours or so of good people, good meetings, uh, in which I felt like I just wanted to be clear. I, I wanted to contribute well. Uh, I wanted to add to the good work that we are doing, which I so much relate to as a soul's journey. 
it just shows up and labeled as leadership this and that. <laughs> and the end result of that was, you know, I could feel sort of the adrenaline in me. Like it was fun to feel the adrenaline too, because I am a person who tends to build in spaciousness. I'm a person who tends to define the work as including emptiness and integration time, like do lots of nothing, in other words. That's part of the work. That's part of the schedule. Yesterday was super full. Um, and I noticed that I stopped the day at some point with choice to say, well, you know, that's enough. I'm, I'm putting a time boundary here because I want to I wanna not be too enslaved to an accomplishment slash to-do list. So this morning I wake up and I'm, there's some of that vibe that's still in me. Like, ah, oh, you know, I'm behind and I got some catching up to do and, you know, I better, better, better get going. Like it's lots of to-do stuff. Okay, you know, let's celebrate all of that. Awesome. But then there's this part of me, this is the surrender, I think. It's so seductive to, for me to go into the story of, I am defined by my accomplishments. I am defined by how good of a team member mate I am, getting my jobs done, that kind of stuff. Okay, that's, that's one thing. Let's accept that's, that's okay, that's true. And fortunately, there are other things that are true. Commitment to just showing up for the 15 minutes in front of me is also a deep, deep discipline. And it's a surrender. Like it's a trust in, without knowing the grand comprehensive plan or needing to know it, it matters that I show up present moment as well as I can in the 15 minutes in front of me. And if I make that all that matters, there is something <clears throat> utterly fruitful and kind in that also. This morning, uh, I was writing because that's one of the things I, lo I love to do. And I was referencing a passage that I want to share here that has something to do with all of that from uh, a writer, uh, Ganilla Norris is her name, and her one of her books is called Inviting Silence. She says, in our culture, we do not trust time. We try to defy time, we steal time, we kill time. We want to control the flow of events instead of trusting in a natural progression, instead of trusting that we can and will meet life as it happens. Well, that little last phrase there, you know, meet life as it happens, that's, a, that's as good a surrender as I know. Mm. I offer that into our mix also. Mm. 100% agree. Beautiful. Three bells. Yeah. Wow. If we were a group, I'd call us three bells. Yes. <laughs> three bells. So I just, you know, that was just a little bit of conversation about surrender that I just think is so delicious. 
And, um, you know, Krister, one of the things that I will do is make sure that the link to your video and song is with the podcast so people can reach out and find you. Um, and also your link, if you would like me to add that, I, I can do that as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thanks for joining us. Oh, it's been lovely. My pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Is there any other last words that we want to speak before we end this podcast for now? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just put in an added thanks, Krister. Like, mm. isn't, isn't this great to wander a little together about such, such meaningful or moving things? Um, I feel like what we've done here today is stirred some things around surrender that have something to do with being wise and thoughtful and kind human beings in the many walks of life that we're in. And for me, it's always a great sign when I feel like we are able to add laughter to very serious things. Like it just feels like it's like, oh, that's the right spot. And I, I find myself going back to where we started with some music images. And I think of myself as a musician, but my instruments are not musical instruments <laughs> there's a certain music that I feel like I or an artistry that I participate in and I feel like what's happened today with a bow to you Quinita and a bow to you Krister and a bow to myself you know each of us and all of us I, I feel like we've followed some some notes together today and we've <sighs> some notes together today yeah, yeah we've been jamming yeah and there's there's joy in the jam and there's you know there's yeah. a lot of wisdom in the jam too. So yeah. that's my thanks for the time today. Oh beautiful. Okay, and I um I'm 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 unspeakably grateful to be able to have this uh, conversation with you. And it actually is part of this flow that you touch upon letting life happen. I, I know that I want to share, not just in song, but in conversation, and I haven't known how to. And here you are, and I didn't make it happen. Beautiful. So thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a blast. Thank you for your yes and your continued friendship. Yeah. Always count on me. So thanks for listening today and thank you for your support. Um, again, it's this fire and water with Tennyson Wolf and Juanita Robertson and today our special guest, Krister Linder. Fire and Water, you can reach us at www.fireandwaterleadership.weebly.com or at Tennyson's um, website, www.tennysonwolf.com or my website, www.nazuzu.com. Thank you and until next time.